listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back the under pressure, yeah. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside our salmon extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've entered back into the studio for episode 433. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir. What you get into this week? Uh, this week, I've just been chilling. I'm playing a little more Disgaea, a little bit of League. But I did get to see the um, the Mortal Kombat Legends animated movie, Cage Match, the, the okay. Johnny Cage movie from last year, and that was pretty cool. Nice. So, uh, yeah, we could talk about that a little bit. It's funny, you were playing League, and actually, um, I saw some some footage from what's now been named renamed from Project L. Are you familiar with that, the fighting game that they were developing? Yeah. Uh, they've landed on, I guess, an official name, which is uh, 2XKO. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start out with... with <laughs> Bro, Savage. <laughs> I, mean, I get it, right? Like, knock someone out two times. It's the end of the match. Like, yeah, sure. Um, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 it definitely um, didn't land with me. It seemed to land with some people. But, yeah, um, you were jumping into some league and, and checked out that Mortal Kombat movie? Yeah. So... Um, it's called um, Mortal Kombat Legends Cage Match. It's actually pretty pretty dope. Um, it, it's the Johnny Cage origin story. Um, Johnny Cage is voiced by Joel McHale. But what's really dope about it is like it is an eighties action flick. It takes place in the eighties, and it is like really heavy in the eighties style. I don't know if you remember that um that shit that was animated a little while back that was like a spoof. I forget it's something Wolf or some shit like that. I can't remember what it's called, but it was um, this really cool animated retro thing from back in the day where this guy just goes around beating up a whole bunch of shit to super awesome 80s synth music. And that's essentially what this movie is, but with a Johnny Cage Mortal Kombat story in it. Nice. And I'm trying to remember um, the reference you were making because it sounds familiar, but I can't yeah, put my finger it's on it something either. Wolf, but I just can't for the life of me remember what the fuck it is, and I don't have enough context clues to be able to narrow it down in Google. Oh jeez, yeah, that's the worst. <clears throat> um, but uh, uh, it was really fun because, um, the, I, I suppose it was, it was really fun because. In keeping with Mortal Kombat, it's got that great fucking fighting, great action, um, and it's also, like, one of the few, like, R-rated animations, not in terms of, like, content, but as far as, like, the violence, violence and the action is concerned. Listen, I, I, I'm down with it. I'm you know what I mean? It. It's like, hey, yo, no, this is the, this might look cheesy 80s, and we're absolutely running with that tone, but it's also a fucking Mortal Kombat action movie. Like, Brutality. never forget. You know what I mean? <laughs> It they towards... just dropped Peacemaker too, dude. Oh, did they? <laughs> MK1, dope. yeah, yeah. Uh, they, or they dropped footage of him at least. I don't know if uh, they actually um, put him in game, but that's coming imminently. Yeah, um, he looks cool. He looks cool. The game looks whack though. Is the problem? <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Omni-Man looked pretty brutal too, and he was a um, a guest character in there. Apparently, he was pretty OP, which is you know, it's crazy. as he should be. So much about that game looks good, except for the actual fighting. Like, 
I, I, and I don't say that to be pejorative. Like, I'm just, as, you know, I, I watch most of these games. I'm not good at fighting games at all. So I'm not, you know, really um, anyone to listen to in terms of judgment on how they play. But it just looks so clunky. Like, I can have fun getting beat up in Street Fighter Six. You know what I mean? Like, I could still have fun in loot. I don't think I could have fun in that system. <laughs> it just looks really, like, in the... um. In the the Peacemaker uh, uh, demo, or uh, I guess intro trailer, bro, he does this combo with um, the Cage clone. I forgot what her name is. Um, as in, she's a clone of his character. I'm not sure if in story she's a clone, but um, <laughs> and the combo just looks so oppressive. It, I just like I would not have fun getting my ass beat that way. Like not even. Yeah, some of those combos they be looking wild. Like. The dude that could stop time, or people were, were doing some combos with that dude that were just like absolute. Just put the controller down, buddy. It's just like one of those things where it's just yeah, like, I'm, once you're caught in that combo, it's just like, yep, you're going to be here for a while. As somebody who's watched a lot of fighting games, like I've watched a lot of fighting game matches, it is not fun to watch people get, get like um, one touched. Like, yeah, that shit is not That is pretty fun. annoying. Um, it's not even, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not fun to play, and it's not fun to watch. It's like, ugh, I don't know where the entertainment in this is in this for, except for the person who's doing it. Um, but yeah, MVC, that's why I did, had to stop watching MVC, uh, Marvel vs. Combat 3. <laughs> Marvel vs. Combat 3. The game is chaos incarnate, bro. Bro. Um, <coughs> but yeah, sorry, not to, not to tangent too far from um the topic, but yeah. But um, um, it's um uh uh so Joe McHale he plays Johnny Cage and mm -hmm. it, it starts off where he's on the set of this action movie called Ninja Mime, oh, and Jesus. he's at <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an absurd proposition. The mental image that popped into my head was ridiculous. What was really cool about it too is like based on the intro, that character is actually pretty fucking creepy. But I it's mostly sort of the, how they apply the mime scene. So it starts off with like your typical like action movie chase where a bad guy is running from someone and he's like looking behind him and the camera is obscuring whomever he's running from so you don't really know. And so he's going he makes it into um uh makes it onto a train. He's running through the different cars of the train. He manages to get on the outside and he climbs up on top of the train and he's like, "All right, I'm going to be safe here." And he looks back and you can see like you can see the mime like climbing the stairs, but there are no stairs that he's climbing on. <laughs> and then he fucking like the dude like shoots the the the, the mime, but it's just shadows, and he runs it forward, and the mime turns around. He turns around, and the mime is behind him and shit. Sounds and this, ridiculous. This goofy ass nigga Johnny Cage improvises the line. Apparently, the original line was supposed to be "Gravity is a bitch" when he throws him off the train, but he improvises the line "Mime the gap," and yeah. so the director's like, "Hey, yo, you gotta chill, but you gotta chill, Johnny." <laughs> That's not it, Johnny. That's not it. But the plot of the movie is that his co-star, um, Jennifer Grey. Nah, that was a good one though. That was, that was actually not bad because that was like the gap was that's like a triple entendre. Yeah, I mean, like nah, I couldn't hate on it from Mind the Gap. It was nah, not funny. at all. But um, his co-star Jennifer Grey, who's supposed to be the star, who's really selling that movie didn't show up so the director impressed upon him to go to check her house and you know kind of make sure to get her on the set because nigga she's the draw so if she don't show up none of us are getting paid in the end so he goes to her house and while he's there there's a fight between two two women who are just like kung fu fighting the shit out of each other one of them is dressed in like sort of like black gothic sort of like i guess like a biker chick outfit 
and the other one is dressed like all white with like um uh, uh not quite the Raiden hat, but more like a ceremonial version of it that's like okay. made out of cloth and shit. Uh-huh. And so they duking it out over this map, which Johnny Cage eventually finds eventually finds out that this is a map that's going to bring Shinnok into the Earth realm. And so the um <clears throat> the the lady in white, Ashura, is trying to keep it out of the the cult's hands that are trying to bring Shinnok into this world. It sounds sounds important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it it ends up working pretty well on on the so like the A story is you know Johnny Cage being a douchebag and him learning to um you know become the hero and be a little bit like five to ten percent less selfish essentially like Johnny Cage doesn't really change but he does no. become a little bit more heroic by the end you know I mean he's still like that douchey guy with that fucking over the top personality that's a, that's a trait not a flaw yeah yeah that's not going anywhere but um. And the the B story is, is the them versus the cult trying to to stop Shinnok from being um uh, uh being introduced into this realm. And throughout the the movie was pretty fun, man. Soundtrack is like solid nine out of ten. It's got the great great like ninety synths with the fucking with that guitar that they like to use and the deep like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. the, with the nice bass and shit. So I really fuck with the soundtrack. It looks fucking beautiful. Um, I, I really like the color palette and all the extra effort they really make into making the um the not only capturing the visual style of the nineties, but also making making it look retro at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I overall this the story hit. I the only thing about this movie that I didn't really like his Johnny Cage himself because that personality is too much for me. It's too oh, much. Man. He's oh, such a man. douche. Oh, man. He's playing like your stereotypical douchebag oh, actor and he man. never stops. I just watched something where every single fucking character is that. <laughs> beautiful. It is the most beautiful setting, the most creepy, eerie setting, perfectly set. Plot story amazing. Every, I hated every single you know, fucking character like, yo, I came across in it. One of the worst kinds of people. Yo, every single one of them. I was like, how the fuck did you actually keep me this entertained for this long? And and all of these characters are the worst detestable tropes of their versions. It's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> I'll get into that after you're done. <laughs> but uh, uh, the voice cast is also really dope. You know, like it's Joel McHale plays um um uh, uh, Johnny Cage. Uh, uh, there was a awesome. I always like it when Phil Lamar pops up and he played the director in this one. Um, oh no, I think Matt Mercer plays the director. Phil Lamar plays like somebody else on the production, but. Always a big fan of, uh, of Phil Lamar. Kelly Who plays Ashura, and she is fucking awesome as always. And surprised, I, Gilbert Gottfried is actually in this movie. And I was just like, I actually thought it was someone doing an impression because I'm pretty sure he passed like b- well before this movie came bro, out. Bro, which just you know they have AI you. of his voice, bro. So easy because <laughs> he's just, got right, so he's much such an iconic of. voice. Oh my goodness, See, there's so much recorded like content of his voice 
I mean, that's got to be the easy one for an AI to generate off of, which is but which kind of sucks. Not only, I'm pretty sure that's I'm, not it. It's, pass, it's most though? likely I'm sure he, passed, he did, yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, such is the nature of animation. Like, oh, he could have. It's it like two, three years before it comes out, you actually do the the voiceover for it. Let's hope and then that it's got to the go to. Um, <laughs> And then it's got to go to to Korea for six months to get animated, and then it comes back, and you might do some ADR, and then you know got to go through the production cycle. Bro, so most likely it was just so recorded well back. Did you way, hear like, that they used ADR on almost all of um, Madam Web? Yes, I did hear that. Yes. Wow, like why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's Sony. You know well, what I mean? God. It's Sony. But they recorded his voice the first time. Why didn't they just? You know, there's a myriad of reasons as to why they could have done it. You know uh, what I'm yeah. saying? It's just, it's Sony. Thing, you know what I mean? It's one of those that... things where Sony has only made, out of all of the superhero movies that Sony has made, mm-hmm. I would only consider about five of them to be good. Okay, yeah. I think so that's a reasonable So it's thing one of those that. things where it's just like, yeah, but they... They do that though. Yeah, it's just the stuff they be doing is so wild. It's like it it's is, one thing to make yeah. a bad movie, and it's it, one thing it, it's to do like, a bunch of dumb shit and like follow it all the way to the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they did that with Morbius that? though. So unfortunately, I do expect yeah. them to do that. This yeah. is remember, I was completely incredulous that they would ever think that anyone would want a re-release of Morbius. I was like, there's no way Sony think I know, that's you, real. You were so skeptical. There's I was like, maybe no I was wrong. I kept real. checking back, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure fake. they did it. But they <laughs> took the gamble and put it out, like, a week later and lost that money again anyway. So it's like, you know. Bro, could you? Sony got money to burn. Yo. Ultimately, I think that's what it is. Sony got money to burn. I just, I just can only imagine, like, whoever is responsible <laughs> for, like, reporting that back. And just being like, (laughs) after the initial round of bad, like, so even after the viral, like, campaign to go and then do it and then come back and be like, yeah, yeah, no one went and saw it the second time either. It's like, (laughs) God damn it, Charles. Why would you do this? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Like, but we all thought you knew that it was a joke, though. Like, we all no, thought you, were you so understood. confident when you said it wasn't a joke that we had confidence <laughs> in you. It was the confidence in yo. I can't believe it, man. Uh. Like, that's crazy. You know, sometimes I be I be wondering. Like, I also fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube of like um people people who try to fake speed runs, like speed oh run my cheaters. God. Yo, and I'd be like, yo, the confidence to just be like, yo, I'm gonna trick the most detail-oriented people in this genre forever. You know what I'm it's, saying? It, I'm gonna put a record of it like, forever, and I'm gonna get away with it forever. I'm like, I'm like, on. At first, I'm just like, you know, it's easier to fool people on a one-on-one basis. But you're <laughs> streaming, and so you're attempting to fool thousands of people at once. And I'm like. You Are you I mean? that high level of a huckster that you can do that? Because you, you gotta be a high level huckster to really be able to fool that many people at once. But beyond that, you're absolutely right. They are doing it in front of the most meticulous, detail-oriented audience to 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 actually observe you. It's like I want that shit, kind of confidence, hubris, bro. Man. I want that kind of confidence. That's the hubris wild. of a high-level huckster, man. Yo, that's a that's Yo. a a kind of confidence. It's got to be like a high. Like you got to be high be. as shit when you're doing that, and not even off of substances, just off the experience of like you know I'm I mean? doing it. I'm lying to all these people in and real time right now and because they put a lot of effort into it. From the ones that I've seen, they're like, "Yo, like people who aren't good at the game can't do this shit." You right. know what I mean? And they usually get away with it for. 
at least like a month too. <laughs> it usually passes the majority of scrutiny for at least a month. And then like one or two people start being like, wait a minute. But it's like, if you're that good at the game. Feel me? And it's just fucking. And it's not even. And they're doing it on like um any percent runs, right? I assume. So like, it's like, if you know, if you can, if you know it's possible and you're good at the game and you're doing it for months, like, why wouldn't you just do it? Yeah. I'm not really sure yeah. what, the, what Like, why take the risk? Cause, because you know when and when and if they find out everything that you accomplished, even the legitimate shit is going to be tossed out as well. Exactly. And it's like, I just, I just don't imagine. I can't imagine that somebody who's capable of doing something then going to cheat and do something. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like in Don't Look Up when 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 the general was scamming them for the snacks, like he was selling them the free <laughs> snacks from the from the snack bars. Like, but why would you do that? You're rich, you're powerful. Why are you scamming them for free snacks from the snack bar? And it's like some people just scam because they can. You know what I mean? It's the rush, man. It's the rush, bro. That isn't a that's a crazy way to be. I just can't can't imagine it. Nah, man. I I couldn't either. I couldn't either. <clears throat> but oh, man, that's I mean. To wrap it up, I mean, if, if you haven't seen Mortal Kombat Legends, it's only oh, about... Oh, yeah, sorry. It's that only was the conversation <laughs> at hand. It's only about uh, an hour and, like, ten minutes long, nice and short. Um, great action. Actually, hour and 16 minutes long. It's uh, 76 minutes total. And um, very fun, albeit Johnny K gets a little bit annoying from time to time, but great. If you like action movies and if you like 80s flair... Mortal Kombat Legends Cage matches it. You know what I'm saying? I'd give it like a solid seven and a half. That's what's what's up. All right. That's going to be worthwhile watching then. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. That's what's up. And so, okay. So I guess I I kind of um, let in earlier with with, uh, I had watched something that was very entertaining. I haven't finished it yet. Um, It's a series. But uh, I started True Detective Season 4, which... Let me tell you, I'm having a great time with it. It takes place in Ennis, Alaska. Um, you did you you spent some time in Alaska? Did you actually um interact with the uh, the natives or the um the locals? I did not. Okay. Like I I was a, a homebody like a motherfucker when I was in Alaska. No, no, I understand. The closest that, that I did was um we did work uh uh like um building some bridges from one of the the smaller smaller I guess one of the smaller islands to. Mm-hmm. Because they have an issue in the wintertime, it freezes over and they have a hard time transporting goods. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the things that the army helps them out with is, is like building a bridge. So I did a small little detachment for that for a little while in um, Metlakatla and Ketchikan. Okay. Yeah, so it takes place in Ennis, Alaska. And it's on the first day of the long night. So I guess they have like... I'm not sure how long the nights are, um, but they're Pretty taking fucking take, long. Like it's, it's several days to, at very least. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I was only in um, Fort Richardson, which is in Anchorage, mm-hmm. and the the worst in the dead of winter when it was really long, the sun would come up at around seven a.m. and go back around the mountain at around ten thirty to eleven a.m. and the rest of the time it would just be like twilight to dark tonight. Wow, and so no, this one takes I, this takes place in Ennis, which I guess is very remote, way further north. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like weeks. Yep, it's of, that of amplified. Night. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, just the set design, everything about the visuals is beautiful. 
um the story is is just as creepy and just as as um intriguing and thought provoking and full of of occult and real like uh just the suspense like really enjoying it but boy man i was asking you if you had entered uh like um interacted with the locals because boy man these people are just some of the most annoying insipid people ever bro <laughs> i'm like i don't know man it's so crazy like all of these characters like i'm just completely uninterested in but yet the plot and story carries it that much and i'm just like that's crazy you know what i mean and and it also leads me to believe that it's intentional mm-hmm. that's good you know writing because I mean? it's not bad acting i don't think it's yeah. just that the, the these characters are all of the worst tropes. Like, there's cops in it, obviously, true detective, but they choose the worst cop tropes to be embodied by like so many of those characters. And so it's like you know, like you have your like vigilante cop, or your like clean up the corruption cop, or your you know, or your charismatic. None of them have charisma. There's zero charisma in any <laughs> of these characters, but it feels purposely done. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like. You know what I mean? It's just, gosh, man. Because in in, a, in remote places like that, it saps your charisma. I guess, or just there's just not that many people, and you know the the Unapiak are very stoic people to begin with. They're nomads who live out in the Iceland. They deal with a lot of death. You know what I mean? Like the people are used to austerity. Like I, I get it, you know. But boy, man, because like the the cop tropes that they chose are just like the ultra hard ass. <laughs> but it wasn't like okay we have one ultra hard ass and then we have someone with a no they're all the ultra hard ass like fucking my way or the highway i'll shoot you know uh everyone below me is is dumb and stupid like <laughs> it's like okay dude you know like not everyone should have that and like the one guy who doesn't have that is a young guy and he's completely being manipulated by everyone above him who is that that personality trait it's just like you know, this that you know, this that that part's kind of hard to watch, man. It's just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. The guy's dad beats him up, and his boss takes advantage of him and disrespects his wife in front of him. It's just, it's just stupid. It's just like, you know, definitely not what I'm here to watch. But um, yeah, it's like all of the, in any given scene, the most interesting character or event is either dead or off screen. You're never there to see. To watch the exposition of the people there, which is fine because it is carried by that suspense and the the exposition is perfectly paced. Like I, I think it's very well paced. Like it's perfectly done. You know what I mean? And it's funny because it's like, I don't know, maybe it's the charisma of like Vince Vaughn and Matthew McConaughey and um and 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 Woody. Woody. And and you know what I mean, like like it, those guys. I don't know what it is, or maybe it's just my affinity for their acting. I don't know, but like Jodie Foster's character, let me tell. You, and she's a she's a an uber racist, and then you know you get the other side, which is not who she's being racist towards, is responding in all the worst ways to racism, and it's just like ah, this is not enjoyable. Like these character interactions suck. You know what I mean? Like she's. And then the worst part is what really set me off on her is that she adopted she's she's racist towards the natives and then adopted a native girl and is suppressing her culture. I want to punch her every see every time I see her on TV doing that shit. It's so infuriating. But um yeah, dude. 
it's just it's really like wow man but every episode i'm still like i'm still on board you know what i mean no matter how many times i leave those scenes like i fucking hate those characters i'm still on board for this story yeah. I'm still willing to watch them try to piece it together, you know. So it sounds like very, the the writer is uh, uh, painting a picture there, like like the mm-hmm. people are are reflected reflective of the environment. Yes, very much so, very much so. It's so funny though because I can't help but like every time like you did you ever watch um South Park um Into the Pandaverse? I did not. Ah, you gotta watch it at some point because you'll never be able to. To, to look at these, well, you probably will, but it's so funny because it, uh, the part where he's impersonating Kathleen Kennedy, he's impersonating Kathleen Kennedy and the, um, or Cartman is, and they're asking him about like, well, we have this new character, and he's like, listen, is she lame, and is she gay? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh. That's funny. And it's like, in this show, it's like, all the characters, like, no, no matter what, they're either lame or they're gay. And it's just like, okay. That's, it's just funny because that rubric actually can be used on all the characters and it kind of lands. Yeah, I mean, they didn't <laughs> they didn't pull that out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They didn't pull that out of nowhere. And that's also like, that's why when when um we were first introduced to the Matter Web trailer, my first response was like, I wonder if they meant to do this or if they were just trapped within the production cycle and the ever-shifting change of opinions. But it's Sony. They meant to do that. I'm not giving them no blame. Well, you, you know what? Um, It's funny. I was watching this, um, this video <laughs> that was talking about has the industry, the entertainment industry gone woke. And what it really seemed like, like you presented some really interesting evidence about there's a PR company that is utilized by all of the big studios and so it filters down into a lot of productions across a lot of different genres but investors started looking for um certain types of of um like metrics to be able to judge whether certain social uh um like social media engagement metrics were being were being engaged with and because of that they started creating metrics based around ideas that were circulating maybe on social media, but that were not part of the audience at large. Mm-hmm. And so because the shareholders wanted to see these metrics generated and there was only one company that was really generating these metrics, it kind of created a situation where scripts were only getting approved if they had been consulting with this one company. And this one company was generally... Go, doing this, but it was generating to it make that money. They're not out here to actually make your story any and better. That, and that's really what it was. It was all just uh, an adherence to uh, pleasing investors who were only looking towards metrics that were generated, not actual engagement with the with the actual fan base. And so it was funny. But anyway, yeah, I feel like that could be a thing. Like they were stuck in a production cycle where it was like, nah. You know, we have better options of scripts, but the only ones that are getting approved for investment are the ones that are being approved by this one company, and that's what they want. Those are the ones that they chose. Like, And now they're reason. caught between a rock and a hard place where 
they've created this bullshit uh, uh, paradigm for themselves that they have to stick to, but the very people they're selling to hate the fucking paradigm. So oh, now yeah. they're, mm-hmm. they're at odds with each other. Good job. I mean, they made their bed. They could eat. You know what I'm saying? And see, and, and, the, and the, the fan base is so at each other's throat. It's gender war this. It's left, right, woke politics that. Instead of saying, no, we need to get this fucking... This fucking marketing company, this consulting agency that keeps on telling them to use these scripts, get them, get them out of here, get them out of here, because the studios are like, they're not, they're not smart. They're yeah. doing what they're told, honestly. Really? They're hard workers. They can produce things. That's what studios are for. They're not good at managing the creative, artistic part of it, and they just said, hey, well, our only responsibility is to give the investors what they want, really. So. Just what do you want? <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, that's not the best way to produce art. Yeah. So what best way to produce things, which we have been getting. We've been getting the things. Tons of the things, but just not good art. <laughs> and so, and yeah. they've been getting the feedback on it, too. So it's, we'll see how long they want to hemorrhage money for. I mean, yeah. that's that's the real that's well, the real question. I think it served its purpose. It it did do a lot to open the door to people who didn't have opportunities before. So there Very was true. a little bit of a silver mm-hmm. lining. But now that that door has been opened, let's go ahead and get this shit the fuck up out of here. Let's stop doing that because people are starting to get projects that they that they probably just shouldn't be on. That has nothing to do with what we're watching, what I'm talking about right now though. I'm sorry, I don't know how I got off on that side tangent, but um yeah. It's funny, yeah. In in uh, in watching uh, True Detective, I think what was it called uh, Night City or no? It's not. I don't think it's called Night City. It's called The Long Night or something. Anyway, um, those are probably both two terms from other properties because I think one's Long Night is Game of Thrones actually, and Night City is cyberpunk. So anyway, can't remember the subtitle, but yeah, season four. Um, the characters, man. But boy, that Cthulhu Mythos, man, it's carrying, man. It's carrying with its uh with its uh with its suspenseful storylines. But um I think that you made an astute point in that they probably are directed that way because they reflect the land. They reflect the the, the environment that they're in. Yeah. It's um, like everybody's harsh and cold. Yeah, like because I, I think that the people do say that a, a lack of sunlight does make people like less expressive and less happy yeah absolutely well absolutely my mom not for nothing she's we, we've spoken in length like about she when when it's overcast for too many consecutive days she just gets depressed like she, her, she feels like bad and so she needs to talk to people and i'm like no that's cool i understand yeah it, it makes a lot perfect of sense you're from a sunny island like you were never conditioned to be in that kind of environment and so she moved to upstate new york where it's sunny and snowy did you like half the year? And I'm like, I mean, it's not sunny. It's uh, cloudy and snowy half the year. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that that's, that's where you're going to find your happiness, but okay. Hey. Um, but yeah, no, being, um, ha- having your emotional state heavily affected by the season is a thing, is a thing. Um, I don't feel like I've succumbed to it as much, but um, I know that some people do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't discount that from them, but yeah, I can imagine long night. Because like, yeah. the, the light cycle is supposed to be part of your circadian rhythm, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess it takes a lot of acclimation. But in that process, it's it could be very um, 
I don't know, disorienting, <laughs> you know what I mean, to people. And that's why they end up, like, they have, in, in Ennis, they have this thing where, like, you know, everyone sees dead people out here. And it's like, you know, um, <laughs> that's a real weird thing. He's like, you know, nah, you know, it's the long night, and you start seeing it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I guess just the environment messes with your I'm going to move, but again. That's what I always said. See, that bitch, was my bro. big thing, too, is, like... <laughs> Why is anyone choosing to be out here? When's the next flight out of this bitch, my guy? Yeah, and so that's some um, wild shit to say casually to people. Everybody see dust people out here. No, nigga. I, yo, I'm gonna deal with dopey, bro. I'm gonna deal with that. Regin. You know, I tell you, say dopey. I know I'm thing out. Everybody see dopey. No, sir. Man, and and so and you know what's funny is like the only character I actually ended up liking was um this old lady who lives out on the ice who sees dead people, and I'm just like. <laughs> Like, she sees dead people deep, like, sees them, sees them. But, like, it's funny because she makes a very clear distinction between, like, the spirituality of seeing dead people and mental illness. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not out here trying to, like, because, I don't know, man. Like, there's some weird shit going on, but it's very ambiguous. Man, the ambiguous nature of the lore development is very, um, it's the same way that FromSoft writes the lore into their games, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta pay attention. You gotta really pay attention to what's going on. Like that's how True Detective um, reveals the lore of its world. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying it actually. So it's, <clears throat> I guess I should actually talk about the show. Um, just the the intro is is that it takes place in Ennis, uh, Alaska, on the first day of the long night, which is a seasonal thing where the sun goes away for. I'm not sure how long, but it's been six days. Um, which sounds like the perfect, like, that's, like, the perfect timing to, like, do some dark ritual shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, sun's going away. You know, I'm sure there's tons of mojo at that point in time. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, nah, I'm too tropical for that it shit, It takes bro. place in, in Ennis where there's a native Unapiak uh, population that has, you know, been dealing with the white settlers who have come to settle a mine. Now, the mine... You know, as the Unapiak are nomadic people, and this is a settlement, and so they're only there temporarily, and then they move, and then they go, and they come back, like, yearly. You know what I mean? It's in a cycle, and they're there for X amount of time. But because the white people are trying to settle there, they've had to settle down there themselves. And so the reason why the white people wanted to settle there was that there was a mine. But as they try to develop that mine, the Unapiak are like, no, don't do that because you're messing up the water. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're destroying the environment. You know, everyone's getting sick from what's going on around here. You know, our women are all having stillbirths, and it's, you know, it's a problem. So we'd appreciate if you'd stop doing that. Of course, that doesn't work. <laughs> so that's the background. Now, also in this remote part of Alaska, there was a uh, bio- biology scientific station that had set up that was outside of the town, but close enough to where they would use the town as um like uh supplies for supplies and stuff and um just to connect back to the world and so uh one day you know the 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 show kicks off with a mishap that happens at the lab on the first day of the long night and yeah that setup man keeps it going um but yeah it, it this one focuses a lot more on some of the more benign functions of the town, which I'm a lot less interested in. Um, because you know tr- how True Detective is. Like, it does focus somewhat on the, the, the police characters, 
But like 99% of it is in service of the exposition of whatever's going on towards the occult. This one seems to be a lot more, uh, just has, you know, tangential storylines that I pretty much, I don't know if they're going to tie them in at the end. So I can't say I've only watched the first three episodes, but look like they're completely just, they're just like the, the things that are happening in their lives, you know, mm. aside from that have nothing to do with it, which is like, you know, that's a choice. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I prefer, I'm not, that's not what I'm here for, but I guess that's what some people are here for. Um, but outside of those scenes, like literally that's the only, that's the, the, the fluff is the only problem that I have with anything that I've watched so far. Only because like it focuses on the weirder parts. Like, like they, like one of the main characters, she, the, the daughter she adopted was caught making, uh, um, sex tapes with another little girl and it's just like you know this is way too much focus on teen uh, on teen sex for my interests like yeah. i don't like you know that could have all been insinuated i didn't i wouldn't <laughs> care to see any of the interchange with any of that you know what i mean like and then and then constantly throughout the episodes the little girl is flirting with the other little girl and i'm just like this is I mean, unless it's a bit much. unless this is part of the storyline, like if this gets served in the storyline somehow, I'll be a lot more like, all right, whatever. But if it's just like, nope, that was part of our filler stuff. He he he. I was just like, not because and I don't. And but then also, I'm not. I don't like like euphoria and all that stuff. Like I'm not here for that type of entertainment. I didn't like that part of um, House of Dragons where where it was. You know what I mean? The whole uncle taking advantage of the the niece thing. Like I was like, "Yo, that's not what I'm here for, dog." Like the, all of the implied oh, yeah, incense is yeah. as far as I want to go. The weirdness with uh, Matt Smith. Yeah, dude. I'm Im, the implication is far more than enough. Art is also about like what you don't say. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that part, just like I'm good on that. Um, and like, there's just like a lot of like like. It wouldn't be so bad if they weren't recreating the same tropes. So, like, the Unipiac officers, um, like, her, you know, tough dower, you know, exterior, she take like, whenever she has sex with, with her man, it's aggressive, and she, like, beats him up, and not beats him <laughs> up, but, like... Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, rides him so hard <laughs> and doesn't let him take any control. And then her boss, you know, the boss chick, you know what I mean? She goes and she has sex with her. She does the same. She has sex in the same way. And I'm like, is this supposed, are they trying to make a parallel here? Or are all these women just exactly the same? Because it was whack when dudes did it. It's not any more entertaining to watch women do it. I'm, like for, I think, the broader audience. Maybe there's an audience for that who like to see that. Maybe they're part of the cult. You know? well, I, I, well, that that would be interesting. That That's what I'm saying. Like, if it pays off in the end. Like, if that's something that they do on purpose, like, that would make far more sense. And I would be like, okay, my bad. Let me just, you know, I got to put my sensibilities behind me sometimes when I'm watching something that's avant-garde. Like, I got it. But if it's just like, nope, this is just how I like to represent my <laughs> this shit. This is HBO. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, y'all niggas are whack. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it was, I get it that that's the way that men have been portraying in Hollywood. And I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. That shit was whack. Gender bending that trope isn't the answer to that though, because all it's going to do is cause a pendulum to swing back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's 
Let, let's be more like interesting. And that's the thing is, is like there's hints of that because a lot of um, Jodie Foster's character, when she's doing investigations, she's using like, like they're looking at a sandwich on a table and they're trying to determine how long it was there. And she's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I used to make a lot of sandwiches for my kids and they would leave them and they hated them and they would leave them in the backseat of my car. So I know like that thing's <laughs> been there for about like two days. I know what a two day old sandwich looks like because I've encountered so many of them. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Your kids are rude as fuck, buddy. Nah, man, no, fuck that shit, bro. When you, I have no fucking remorse for that, for that character. I fucking hate make that Make better character. sandwiches, nigga. Yo, word, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like a sandwich ain't that hard. You out here fucking That's true, leading yeah. investigations and shit, and you out here can't make a decent yo, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. How, how can I trust you to lead an investigation when you, you can't, can't follow the simple a steps to make a sandwich. sandwich? Real kids don't trust you to make a sandwich. That actually sounds And you cute. want me that, to trust you to lead an investigation? That sounds really misogynistic, so I'm going to step back from that. That's jokes, but um, like, bitch, you can't make a sandwich. I can't trust you with nothing. Uh, but um, it's not that she can't make a sandwich. It's that her kids don't trust yeah. her to, to make a sandwich. <laughs> Your kids up. don't trust you, son. Um. Uh, so yeah, and, and so um, it the character. It. I, I wish the characters weren't so one note and annoying because then at least I could focus on other things because there's so much. But it's like, and it's also just not much you can I can focus on now because I don't know how it pays out and I don't want to spoil it. Um, are you into True Detective? I started the first season, but I never really finished it. Okay, yeah, because True Detective is very consistent, and so if you like that first season, you'll you'll be very happy with what they keep. But if that doesn't catch you and like, you know what I mean, really rope you in, uh, the other ones they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come across very similarly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, if you're not so then next time, because um, I'm I'm definitely gonna finish it. Because as I said, this, yo, the way they construct the scenes, especially when they're outside on the ice during this nighttime, it's like you'd think, like, it's just darkness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's so... But it's beautiful, man. It's really nice. And it's really... The ambience it sets for the exactly what they're trying to do, perfect. Because you do get enough inside shot, you know, because they keep the insides of buildings very well lit, obvious, for obvious reasons. And so... um. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, you get, it's not like the, see, this is what I be talking about, though, because I always complain about too many dark shots, too many dark shots. They shot an entire, like, show at night and managed to not make it dark. <laughs> Y'all are doing this shit on purpose. Stop making shit so goddamn dark. You know what I mean? Like Usually, if it's too dark, it's obscuring something. And that's, that's like a rule of Hollywood, so it's not going anywhere. <sighs> Yeah, and so I really, really, really appreciate everybody who worked on the visuals for this show. It is amazing what they did, um, and it and it it really does serve the story. Like it, it's it gets like a ten out of ten in terms of that because like the way that they make every piece of the visual serve the actual story and storytelling. Well done, well done. Can't get mad at that. Um, I am. They they kept the showrunner on for season five too, and I'm like, Ugh, I kind of like that. All these True Detective seasons are done by different people. <laughs> it really helps keep it fresh, and I just really hope I'll definitely rock with her for one more season. But 
I really hope she doesn't use the Pandaverse code to character <laughs> Bible. You know, the, the Pandaverse character Bible is not one that I think was meant to be followed. It was meant it was meant as satire. You know what I mean? Like, gotta give us better characters than that, man. Because um, just because the the other seasons were carried by such charismatic actors, like even when their characters were being shitty and terrible people, the the performances, uh. You know, the, the the characters they were portraying weren't annoying. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what drew me to the series in the first place was when Mahershala, uh, Mahershala Ali was on one of the seasons. Oh, man, season three. So good. Just so good. Um, But, yeah. So, that's my preliminaries on True Detective. I would definitely say watch it, even just based off those first three episodes, because it's such a, an engaging thing to watch, like, for three episodes so far of, you know— an, uh, 55 minutes of darkness not, obviously not darkness <laughs> but nighttime um it's really good really good um but yeah let's go ahead let's go ahead and jump into some of this here news going on um it was real interesting uh i saw like a a little a little uh actually you know what here let's start off with um project l's new title rendition of uh 2xko now that name was getting some some I don't know backlash from the community, but I do imagine it's probably just going to be shortened to two X because that's probably distinctive enough in the fighting game community to be distinguished, right? Ah oh, man, I if it were me, I would go with something catchy that's easy to say. You feel me? That you're the, the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Fucking Super Smash Brothers Brawl. That's a mouthful, but Brawl. You know what I'm saying? Melee. Like 2XKO. Nigga, a bunch of letters. All right. I mean, I guess, but it's it's not very easy to say. Alphanumeric name is just... Yeah. ah, I've never liked one. I've never seen one. Like, I'm thinking back to like... Even Guilty Gear... Had even mm-hmm. Guilty Gear X, Guilty Gear X Two. It had it had Guilty Gear before it. It had something catchy before the X. Yeah. If there was something before, they could do something X KO or some shit like that, and it wouldn't be that bad. But just two X KO. That's a that sounds really weird. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't tie into their brand as a that too. Yeah. Does what does that have to do with League? You know. Um. Or Runeterra or anything else yeah. that they produce, like these do you know, how is it gonna tie these characters to the world that they come from? And you you have Riot in your name already, my nigga. You're like halfway there. Yeah. All you gotta do is like incorporate that somehow into fighting and you're fucking dumb. boom, that's it. Which is a shame because man, let me tell you, the videos, the gameplay footage that I've seen of it look fucking amazing. Now I'll never play it. I have a hard enough time learning how to play one character at a time in any given video game. And clearly this is meant for a tag team game. This is a tag team game. Either (laughs) two people on one team or one person controlling two characters. But the tag element is extremely important to this game. Um, Which is going to... Oh, so they want to keep it like... um, Is it available for like 2v2 or no? You can do any controller setup. So you can have one player controlling two characters. You can have two people working on the same team. You could have two people on the same team playing against one character controlling two characters. You can use whatever controller setup that you want um, or character number that you want. 
or player number. That's pretty want. ambitious. I mean, that's that that is a great fucking way to uh, 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 differentiate differentiate yourself from everybody else in the field. That's oh idea. yeah, dude. The idea that it, it could be three of us and two of us are just playing against one person is wild. Yeah, because that's the only way we would ever be Derek not Because he still beat our ass. Because he's con- still controlling both of those other characters. It's like nigga. I'm still better than both of you is the problem. <laughs> like, one of you would have to be better than me to carry the other one into this victory. That's why I'm like, it does balance no matter what. Like, having two players versus one player, does unless they handicap themselves and only chose one character, that would handicap them because, bro, the mix-ups. Yeah. The mix-ups with the yeah. characters. Like, it's so crazy. Like, And it even, it actually makes it harder for the 2v1 if the two of you aren't in, aren't, properly in sync you know what i'm saying you're yeah. actually becoming detriment to each other absolutely you definitely have to practice like you don't want to pick up a rando partner yeah which is why it's so perfect that you it's never a requirement we could play one-on-one you know what i mean or we could play two-on-one but i'm not playing two-on-one unless i know the buddy you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm not jumping on no no two-on-one with, oh with a rando because that's definitely gonna like yeah that can average out to not good um but then again what if you get that all star who you team up with and he over here shining with you? you know what I mean, carry me to victory. Is it worth it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, yo, those are gotcha rates, my guy. <laughs> yo, you are rolling the dice with gotcha rates, looking for a good random partner in a fighting like game that. like that. Definitely wouldn't even try that, son. Feel but, me? Yeah. But the game itself looks amazing, and 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 so I'm very anxious to to actually sit down and watch uh, footage of it because as I said, like, man, I, I'd make a great commentator because as a third party, I can observe what's going on and I never want to speak to the skill it takes to play the game, but watching what's happening and assessing the moments, I've gotten pretty good at seeing it because, man, let me tell you, the commentators, FGC community is really good. Like, if you just pay attention, you'll learn a lot. Um, but yeah, dude, that shit looks look, looks like it's going to be crazy and it's very, the vi- uh, the the animations are flashy yeah, yeah, I mean, looks the, really good. The uh, everything that you can put together, the character designs are amazing. Um, they chose they chosen some of my favorite characters. I saw Yaoi and she um she used the the lantern to air grab somebody. I was like, oh nigga, what? Yeah, grabbing niggas out the air with the lantern tentacles is dope. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting to see tons of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a I like their I like how Echo plays. He looks really interesting. Like. Between him and his rewind and then his partner mix up, playing his echo <laughs> feels like it's gonna be a chore. Um But yeah. Um I just thought that man, I feel like they're shooting themselves in the name with that in the foot with that name. Yeah. I mean, you know, it hasn't launched yet. There's plenty of time to change it, but Yeah, we'll but see. you know, in the in the announcement they seemed pretty confident in it. So Ugh. I mean, it's all good. You know, shit with ugly names have gotten popular before. Uh, ultimately, yeah. as long as their gameplay is strong enough, that's all that matters. They already have an audience base, so. And they can always release an expansion with a fresh name, and then they'll just be known as that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a, yeah, I mean, because, uh, like, that's like Exerd. Yeah, I mean, Third I guess, Strike. I guess they never plan on making a second one because then it's going to be called 2XKO2. Like, come on, guys. Bro, bro, yeah. Come d- on, bro. guys. That's that's terrible. Two X K O three, like two X K O five. What's really funny is somebody probably got paid a boatload of money to come up with that name. Yeah, I wonder what their pitch was. Boy, it must have been a <laughs> nepotism. 
Oh, that's usually that's usually that's usually my first thought is the culprit. Whatever I see, a lot of these ideas that are just like that immediately without really any thought just seems really dumb. But somebody with a lot of influence is like, nah, let's do this. I'm always just like, all right, maybe that dude just got that kind of power and can't nobody say shit to that person. And that's not wrong. I don't think that that's wrong. Like, I think that a lot of people for a long time in the video game industry kind of discredited that, discredited that that could be the, the case at times. Like, no, 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 no. That had to have been, that, that had to have come down the pipe. That had to be thought about. That had to be well-planned. Like, it sounds stupid to us, but we just don't see the 3D chess happening. <laughs> and it's just like, no, nigga, I don't think there's any 3D chess happening it's here. Funny. I think this is just bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Sometimes they just uh, D&D that shit, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, you know, we just kind of, uh, uh, what's the name? Danny just sort of kind of forgot the army was there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that happens. Ow. Sometimes when you buy your way to a production, you just kind of lose interest halfway, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I, th- that should be wild, though. Um, ADHD <laughs> nation, baby. So like it's having a war. You just forget <laughs> But yeah, nah, I, I I don't even I don't even think that given the product that they've produced, I don't think that name could tank them. It's just oh it'll just take some getting used to, and and hopefully it doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and it looks really good. I don't too. think it'll it tank the game. Solid. The only thing is, is that it's going to be hard to pick up people who don't already know what this is. Yeah, because the name isn't going to be really catchy yeah i think that's i i agree i think that the name's biggest detriment is it's not catchy and ultimately because they have such a solid backing behind them anyway they already have a successful company other than that you know i I think they have the luxury to be able to do that because they're going to be promoting that shit in-house essentially you know what i mean yeah, and I mean they could do that because they have the player base to do that. Yeah, if they can just get a fraction of their player base to play this, they'd already be bigger than the entire FGC community yeah. in the world. They, so it's just like, yeah, they they essentially just need they 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 know they don't have to work super hard to hook anybody new. So they're like, we'll just focus on hopefully yeah. the, the gameplay and the and the graphics because the, the graphics is, look amazing. The FGC community has already got its eye on it. They don't really. Like, we, they watching already, and it looks great. And so the FGC community is already on tap, so they really only have to market internally. They have to convince the people who are in their environment to yep. want to try this out as well. And if it's a good fighting game, fighting game players are yeah, just going to pick that shit gonna up. They're just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, you don't... That's the thing is, is that fighting games, it's not like role-playing games. Like, there are a lot of fighting games that come out, but, like, in terms of games big enough to be, like... To build a community around there's only maybe one or two a year maybe maybe you know what i mean and once one and and once one of the uh the big three come out tekken street fighter or mortal Kombat, and and some of the larger indie ones like um grand blue and uh i don't i wouldn't call guilty gear uh an indie but it's one of the smaller ones you know what i mean the 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 side the 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 side franchises yeah they they only come out every two three years the big ones only come out every five years you know what i mean like that's not a lot of games you know what i mean the fighting game community can very easily stay on top of something like this that's what so my point is is that 
this isn't going to fly under anyone's radar, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the easiest games to have to market, I can imagine. Um, because and they, the they picked some, a really so great character in um, Echo because yeah, he he's not only is his character design really dope, dope. but his power <laughs> skill is like his Yo, power set is really so really good. interesting. And 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 that character, uh, based on on the development in Arcane, was really well loved. Yeah, you know, like they they did. She's a really good one. And then Darius is is loved within their own community. <laughs> Ari's loved within the internet community. Um, like they chose the their launch characters are very strategic. Yeah, Yaoi is like is like it it she's popular with a very wide range of uh, of communities. Like yeah, dude, and she's a grappler. You needed a grappler. Like man, I think that they're doing some cool stuff. I just it's just crazy that that name. I just can't imagine what the the brainstorming or labbing of that name was. <laughs> That's that's that one was beyond me, but yeah, uh, definitely looking forward. To pro- um, I'm just gonna call it Project L. Um, <laughs> not out of disrespect for their wishes, but because right now that's what, it, you know, if they do something to make that name stick, then it'll stick. But yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to its official drop. They have another test going out right now, so it's not too far into the future. Um, that shit is gonna shake up the community for sure. Um, moving on from that, in other gaming news. Dude, Nintendo is like in you know, in a in a world where I have never been interested in joining the Xbox environment. Um, Sony is rapidly just becoming a kind of company I don't want to support. You know what I mean? Like, especially when it comes to their consoles, like their inability to rein in distribution of their consoles to make them readily available to the public on launch is is. It's problematic. It's something that I don't enjoy about them. And even now, um, the w- and the worst part is, is that they create business strategies around those kind of distribution plans, and I just prefer not to. And then on top of that, they don't treat their employees well internally. Their the uh, their metrics that they choose to to make a lot of their properties are not the, the the types of of games that I'm interested in playing anymore. Like the PlayStation has pretty much turned itself into like a one or two title console for me, so it's just not something that I hugely want to um support. But Nintendo is one of those companies that no matter how bad the scandals are, their personal their business choices that for better or worse, are well within their right to make. You know what I mean? And that I can't get mad at. You know, they don't want to support a f- the the communities that 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 bolster their games. I might not like it, but that's what that's not like a. You know what I mean? Like they're not harming anyone by doing that. That's they're only harming themselves. You know, they're not they're not uh uh you know really doing anything that is anti-consumer in that. You know what I mean? Um, and case in point, for another uh, year in a row, uh, Nintendo was voted the best company to work at in Japan in terms of employee retention, in terms of salary competitiveness, in terms of um, uh, the least amount of overtime hours worked. And it's like, you know, that's, that's actually really something to be lauded. 
you know um of all the things that can be that that we can focus in on some of these country companies i've never heard someone say that microsoft was one of the best companies to work at never heard someone say that sony was such an amazing company to work at i've heard people say they love the people that they worked with in these companies that they've had co-workers and shit that that have enriched their their employment at places but never do they love these companies but People who work for Nintendo actually really appreciate working for Nintendo at large. Now, a company that big is, of course, can't please everybody. You know what I mean? And when you do have a, a, a relatively um, closed management structure, it limits people's opportunities. I'm not saying Nintendo's perfect. But I think it is something to say that, that at least within the environment of Japanese companies, that they rank so highly amongst their employees and to coincide with that, they were uh, they just ranked as the most profitable video game company in Japan. It's like you know, I, I think it goes a lot to say to set some precedents in their industry and at large that you don't have to press the employees for for a uh, 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 profit, and you don't have to create based on these weird shitty social metrics that are being guided by you know what i mean unseen actors behind you know that are that are 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 acting as an ungoverned body to to filter out what content gets created you know you don't have to do those things for money because nintendo definitely does not do those two things you know and you can you know and that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect but it does mean that you you know, there's better ways of doing big corporate business than the way that a lot of these companies are choosing to do it, man. And in the video game sphere, it's so evident because their art reaches so many people, their product reaches so many people. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just, I, I wanted to shout out Nintendo because honestly, that's one of the, if, there, if I'm going to remain a console gamer, it would probably be on Nintendo products. Only because like, you know, not to say that I want to be loyal to a brand, but if I have to, if I have to choose amongst them, I'm not going to support all of them to be malfeasant in the industry. And Nintendo is the one that seems to at at least they pay people. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean. At this point, it's not about the, the all of the negative things you do. Is like, do you do anything good? Like, does any? Do you know what I mean? Like, outside of out uh, of the final product is is there anything about this this company that I could support and it's like yeah at least Nintendo could say that yeah they treat their employees well so if you want games that are made ethically in that respect eh? it's like Jesus Christ they're all the other companies are performing so bad they're actually making a lane for just making your game ethically it's like yeah, I guess you know what I mean. I I guess that's the that's the the, the pendulum swing in can, capitalism for that one. Yeah, I mean, it's just <clears throat> getting to to video games now, but it's happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to, you know, because the the ability for these companies to disproportionately negatively affect people's lives, getting to be too little too much, and we gave them a long rope with it, you know, but. You know, or society gave them a long rope with it, at least here in the States. And, yeah, they showed that uh, probably wasn't in anyone's best interest to do that. But here we are. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to point out that it was it was interesting that Nintendo was ranked as the number one best company to work at. And that coincided as well with 
them being one of the most profitable video game companies in the entire industry. You know what I mean? Like, I love it when the precedents are set at the top. You know what I mean? So they can trickle down. That's the only way that, that's how culture works. You know, workplace business cultures, they start at the big companies and they trickle down to the smaller companies. Um, but yeah, uh, that was one that I saw come across the feed. And man, you know, just to to reprise the whole news about Microsoft and their their shift away from exclusivity, boy, did they have to do a backpedal, bro? Because the the fan backlash and the and the 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 stockholder sell offs were just a little too much. They were like, whoa, 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 guys, whoa, guys, whoa, guys, please stop, please stop, please stop, <laughs> please stop. Don't worry, we're gonna do a podcast and all will be revealed. And boy, man, was that a shit show. But it is what it is. <laughs> it was just so pretentious of them to do these kind of marketing releases in that kind of controlled environment. It's like, you know, guys, it doesn't have to be that sterile. Like, you can actually interface with the real video game journalist and and do an interview and not have to sit with someone who you hired on a podcast to ask you questions that you wrote and then you get to sit there and play the game like like that that's a stale format my guy yeah i mean like if you thought podcast was the format to do big release information kind of like it's a leak it's like no bro no that's that's absolutely not interesting especially when most of the people that you're talking about aren't really the this is this wasn't anything that the general xbox player particularly cared about the general Xbox player was playing Xbox because they wanted to play the games that were on Xbox. I think the vast majority of the consumer base is, is operating on that metric. And there is a small community of very vocal people who are like, Xbox fanboys! You know what I mean? Who are like, yo, Xbox exclusives are it. Xbox <laughs> makes the best exclusives. And you know what I mean? Who are like, I can't believe you're making my Xbox exclusives available to all these other people. I invested in the Xbox environment, you know, and not the Sony environment because I don't know how many people are really saying that. I'm sure some people are. I'm sure that they're screaming on the internet about it. And so it feels and sounds like there's a lot of them, but I don't think there's really that many. I think there's more people who are sympathetic to them than there are people who really care about it. And so, um, yeah, it just was weird. But anyway... They, they definitely clarified more of what their position was, um, which was more of them just double speaking because they would say things like, guys, it's only four titles that were meticulously chosen for particular reasons, <laughs> but we'll never close the door on opening, on opening up any other titles exclusivity if we deem that it's necessary. And it's just like, well... <laughs> Okay, well, how does the first statement assuage our worries when you follow it up saying that everything is still on the table? You know what I mean? It's just, it was, uh, it was, it, it was, it was sad to see Microsoft in that kind of position because they used, I think that they were better off when they used to take the, we don't give a fuck what your opinion is, honestly. Like, we're doing this, people are going to like it, and you're going to get used to it. Just like they did when they were doing all that shit with Xbox hardware. You know what I'm saying? When it, uh, Like, yeah, we're going to do Connect connectivity, and that's going to be the focus of the Xbox console. And it's like, what the fuck asked for that? And you're like, we don't care what you think. We're going to do this. We're going to produce hardware based on this, and y'all going to buy that shit. It's like, I don't know. Like, I think you were better off doing that than trying to do this, like, kind of, hey, we're listening to you. 
we're not going to do anything based on what you're saying, but we're listening to you. It's like, the pandering is... is but yeah, they did it. But I did appreciate the um the clarity that they added on where they were going with hardware because the there was this little rumor float around floating around that they wanted to focus more on software based on Microsoft initially being a software company. And a statement that was made by one of their um executive officers, uh which was um anything with a screen is technically an Xbox. And I was like, "Woo, that's a that's a that's a statement to make." You know what I mean? Um, but really, what I think that they were trying to do was saying, "We've lost the general console war. Nobody wants an Xbox over the other things. We have fans and people who like or will also purchase an Xbox." But we're we're generally not the most popular of the three. Opening up our games to other consoles is only a plus. And unless we're going to do something to make our consoles worthwhile purchasing, um, then it's not really worth us for, worth it for us to stay in this game, and we don't plan on getting out of this game. So what we want to do is shift the Xbox into more of maybe a luxury console. Just make super high-end Xboxes that have high profit margins and make our games available everywhere. So our software doesn't get pigeonholed to that luxury console, but we still get proliferation, you know, software profits. You know what I mean? Because we're not making hardware profits as it is. You know what I mean? Like, we're not making hardware profits as it is. So competing and and, and keeping our software exclusive to a hardware that's, on the tail end of the market doesn't make sense. Just more market out there than than what we're making on producing these 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 Xbox models. No one likes the tiered model. Let's just scrap all that, make a super high end, pretty much PC, and call it an Xbox, and let that be our our flagship product. We don't have to produce a whole lot of them or a whole bunch of diversities of them. If you want an Xbox, that's what you get. Otherwise, you can play all these games anywhere you fucking want. Which I think is... Uh, it sucks that the the fanboys are the most vocal um, part of their base because that is a much better business model, I think. It's a much better business model because what it will do is, is if they focus on creating a quality piece of hardware... They're pretty much taking the Nintendo route. And Nintendo started with that route, being very hardware-focused, and parlayed that into great games. Smart move. Now, that doesn't mean that they were very open with their title exclusivity, but that's because they were patient. Um, Microsoft already has a bunch of software that is being held back by their hardware. This, I think, is the way to flip the script on that. But, you know, shitty fans will tell you not to do shit. Don't grow. Why are you growing, nigga? Be stagnant with me. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, the worst types of fans, man. But, yeah, so, you know, Microsoft did their thing, and they, uh, they uh, I think, gave, eh, I guess they gave their necessary amount of pandering to kind of satisfy shareholders to try to stymie the, the panic selling. Um... And they reassured the fan base not with the software news they wanted, but 
the kind of hardware news they wanted. You know what I mean? Like the idea that they're not getting out of hardware at very least and provably, you know, they wanted, they said that, but then again, you know, these big promises, you know, we got to be <laughs> reticent because, because it's not like they just said that they're going to stay in and they're going to make a luxury machine. They said that the next machine is going to be the biggest jump in quality hardware between generations that video games have ever seen. I'm like, why? Why? We were fine with it's going to be a high-end machine. Why does it have to be the biggest ga- leap in generational technology that the video games industry has ever seen? Like, why the oversell? <laughs> like, the unnecessary oversell is the worst, man. Um... But it is what it is. That's why I, I assume that they are going into the luxury market with the Xbox hardware. Because, it, you know what I mean? Like, hello, like, how do you go consumer and the largest jump in technology between generations? Like, that doesn't even make sense. How? You're going to be using experimental, cutting-edge technology. There, <laughs> there's no way to make that cheap. There is no, you know what I mean? Like, you got to iterate. That's just how capitalism works. I'm not saying that, like, that's how innovation has to work, but I'm just saying in our society or in the the environment that they're working in, that's how it's got to go. You know what I mean? Like, why would they make those claims? It just doesn't fundamentally add up to reality to me. But it is what it is. Like, to try to make sense of it, I'm assuming they mean, well, we're going to make a luxury machine, not sell a lot of them, but make a, a very big markup so that we can make our money back. Right? Doesn't that? I mean, that seems like a sensible way to square that for me. But who knows what the fuck they would do, man? Because they're liars. <laughs> it's like, all that's the worst part. It's all advertising and promotion, and ultimately, ultimately, they're not really required to tell you the truth about shit. You feel me? Nah. They they're only required. They like you said, the 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 purpose of all of that was probably not at all to deliver a usable information, but to make the shareholders it no, it was absolutely but to not make to the shareholders feel more confident yeah. about their product. It was the panic sales. You feel me? The it's, panic it's sales of their stock were really were like problematic. And, and, and when you know <laughs> doing that shit where they, they they say a whole say a whole lot to say nothing I'm at all. I'm telling you, bro, once again, it's gotta be like a fucking drug the hubris of a high-level huckster it <laughs> must feel crazy sitting there lying in front of thousands of people like that funny. i just don't get it like i don't i don't know it must be the way i was raised like i can't i couldn't imagine lying to that many people about something that is provable with me? such a bad track record it's risky like you have a bad track record of lying already you're lying about something that is outlandish and you're doing it with your whole chest. I wasn't raised that way. I can't do that. I just can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm incapable. Maybe that's why I could never get into politics because I just, I'm not built that way. Like, I got to be honest with people. Like, and even, it, and that's why if I'll just keep myself out of those situations. If I don't feel like I can be honest with somebody and, and be confident about it, I just won't, don't engage them on that. It's better than lying though. Because lying to people like that just makes you look fucking crazy. Because are you gaslighting me? You got to know what you're saying is a lie. I know what you're saying is a lie. I think everyone around me also knows what you're saying is a lie. We're not saying it out loud, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows you're lying. Yo, my guy. <laughs> it's got to be a drug, man. It's got to be a drug to get to, to just be that confident. 
that you could just you you could fool enough people to make a narrative that you don't have to be honest. You'll make it the truth. I mean, that part, he's doing his job. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to work, you do what you got to do. Sometimes it's Spencer, it's rough. though, bro. The buck's got to stop somewhere. I mean, it is what it is. That's still his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. If his job is to lie to consumers, his job uh, is to lie to consumers. Mm, you know what I mean? No, I, I mean, his job is to do something. It is to to stymie the, the, the worries of the uh, shareholders, yes. I don't know if that entails having to lie to the consumers. Hey, I never said nothing about having, you feel me? I'm talking about the choice that they made. Oh, okay. I'm not saying oh. that's the only choice oh, yeah, 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 and that's yeah. the best way he to do this. did it in service of his job. I okay. am not okay. one that makes moral judgments <laughs> on people's actions, you feel me? No, no, it yeah, is no, what no, it no. is, what my nigga wants Moral to do. Moral or not, I, I... You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is what they're going to do. I, I know that... The thing with me is I understand that corporations, like, they, they serve a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And those that purpose is not often... We have to remember and acknowledge when the purpose that they serve is not the purpose that we oh, no, want no, them on. to serve. It, what I was saying isn't moralizing that he was lying to the public. I was saying... If they want him to lie to the public, I would assume he would do it more convincingly than that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. He just didn't choose to convincingly lie. Like, how could, why would they want him to do that? Like, lie better, dude. Lie about something we can't uh, see I in mean, front of us. That, it is what it is. <laughs> but then again, that's also, it, it depends on what it is they're, they're trying to achieve, right? We're, we're assuming what they're trying to achieve and then reverse engineering it from there. If we knew exactly what it is that they were attempting to do, then, you know, it would be much easier to break down. But but yeah. either way, you know what I mean? Ultimately, we live in a world that revolves around promotion, marketing, and advertising. Mm-hmm. And that's all that was. And all yeah. of, you know what I'm saying? He did like, all of those they're things. Going, yes. That's what they're going to do. So as people Gosh, that market that, that stuff, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, what we, we have to do is understand that that's all bullshit. That's yeah. what we, that's our job. Yes. Their job is to go up there and for... To make their company money. That is always their job. And I their do job is and that and sometimes that is going to be at odds with telling us the truth. And so yeah. we have to acknowledge those two things are always there. You know what I'm saying? It, think of it like a tennis match. Sometimes they're gonna serve you bullshit. You can sit there and complain <laughs> about the bullshit serve all you like, but you if you don't want to lose the game, you have to return the serve. No, and I and I will say I appreciate the content creation community because they have been pretty unanimous and like, yo, y'all know that was bullshit, right? Just, just to let everyone know. You're just so that no one's fooled by it, because I know that <sighs> some of y'all might hear this, and especially the fanboys, just know none of that was true. And it was like, yeah, yeah, pretty unanimous. And, and also it's like Another reason not to put so much stock into stuff like this is mm-hmm. that especially right it wasn't now. For us, I don't even honest. if not right now. This technology and all this information changes very, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And with the rate at which it changes, a lot of that information isn't useful to the general public. Mm-hmm. So even regardless of what he says right now, even if it was true, that doesn't mean that six months from now it will be true. And that doesn't mean that you will find out about that change in truth until mm-hmm. like a year or more after that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, there's definitely enough time between what he's talking about and when he said this to be like, hey, man, listen, 
I use vague speech on purpose, guys. You got to know that. Yeah. You and even that. if they don't use vague speech, my point is that mm-hmm. shit changes very, very quickly. So even if uh, uh, some important person from in front of a company comes up and says, hey, this is the roadmap for what we're going to do. He might not even be there next year. Do you feel me? <laughs> my, my question to you is how many times has the Marvel release dates changed mm-hmm. since they have come out and announced them? It's like, yes, it's important to listen to what these people are saying, but also you have to keep in the back of your mind that things change very, very quickly, and it isn't always in the best interest to inform the public because informing the public also informs their competitors. Yes, and and that's why it, this could also be like, you know, a lot of these guys do this, and then they know they're not going to be there in six months, and they know that the company won't be beholden to anything they say in six months. So there is no real, you know, yeah. there's no... Uh, there is no truth. Yeah, you feel me? There There's is no, no stake. No one's bu- no one's bought into anything that was. That's said. why I said he's talking. He's not talking to us. Yeah. He's talking to the investors, and he's he's assuaging the investors to stabilize their money. Like yes. don't don't believe none of the bullshit they advertise to you. It's always specifically to to soothe you. Ultimately, it always serves the same purpose: one, calm you down; two, to make you sp- spend money. Well, and, and, and I think that you hit on something really poignant earlier when you said that he, he has three jobs, promotion, advertising, and marketing. You know what I mean? And, and he promoted something, he advertised to us, and the marketing part was for the investors. And he, he hit on all of those things. And, you know, the more important of it was the part for the investors. But he figured he could knock out two other birds with one stone by doing it all at once, which, you know, not for nothing, it in that respect, it wasn't the worst move. He did he did everything he had to do at once, which was probably smarter than not. Um, but yeah, I just wish he had some substance behind it. But I, that that's an expectation that we all need to modulate when going into these times, when when ever going into these things, because not everyone's going to be like a a Matsune or or uh, um, the yeah. guys from Larian who are very op- um, transparent and they're open and they want to talk to you about their game. Yeah, I, I think it's case. it's also very, Other very, business. very important to don't change who these people are. Yeah. Nah. If they've been delivering you honest, reliable information, information. all yeah. this time, then by all means, expect that. If they've mm-hmm. been coming up to you and being the company man and delivering the company man all this time, like the company then line. expect that. Yep. And that's Phil Spencer's always told the company line. That's never been a question uh, about him. But yeah. So, you know, Microsoft is, they're keeping the exclusivity exclusivity deals for a lot of their bigger names. They're slowly rolling out the, the smaller um, software expansions, which is fine. Um, I think that this is just going to snowball as they get more profit from these games, as these communities grow. Um, because PlayStation has a bigger community, and then, God forbid, whatever games can also cross over to Switch. That's just, the market is so much bigger outside of Xbox than inside of it. Um and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think overall, I don't, it's not the most egregious business moves at all, in my opinion, that Xbox has made. They, a lot of them seem kind of smart. Um, I just think that Phil Spencer is a, he's not the best messenger. I think they could have found somebody else to come up with a better ideas how to get it across to people. They could have just actually made a X post or a Twitter post or something like that and, and, and detailed all of this stuff. You know what I mean? But it kind of felt self-aggrandizing. With him sitting up there saying all this stuff personally, but yeah, I guess he wanted he wanted the smoke, he wanted the heat, he wanted everyone to know it was coming from him. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know what? 
we'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on that. We'll get to the news this weekend. Um, you know, chop up some of what's been going on. I know, you know, Putin's going crazy over there. You know, everyone's dropping bombs. And so leave us plenty to talk about over the weekend. So, yep, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on Patreon.com and on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.